0: Hey everybody, and welcome to Podcast 27. In this podcast, I go back and talk about something in a previous podcast, which was what is an authenticator? Because some guildies asked me what it was, and I realized, oh, you guys might not know. I talk about holidays in-game, and how they can be important to people who, who may not necessarily have holidays of their own otherwise. The guild gets an alliance, and I ramble about that, because you know, I've been rambling about that for while now um yeah i i I canceled my subscription so i probably won't be rambling about that too much longer if it's been bugging you i talk about having common ground with other gamers and in the last bit i talk about doing what works for you in terms of exercise and um staying healthy and eating right and that's it for this podcast um hopefully you guys will enjoy it on with the show The this podcast will start off with an addendum, which we haven't needed to do in, in quite a while. I don't even remember the last one. Some guildies asked, what was an authenticator? Because they didn't know. And it occurred to me after they asked that, oh yeah, there might be some people that don't play MMOs and who who haven't seen an authenticator and don't know what it is. So what an authenticator is, um, I think it started with um, just general security And what it is, is it's um, a device that is probably about the same size as your pinky. And it usually has a little thing to go on a keychain or on your belt or something. And what you do is you you push a little button and then it will generate this code that has, you know, a bunch of numbers. It's usually a ridiculously long amount of numbers. And I'm pretty sure this is based on a mathematical formula that is attached to the serial number of the device. Because the device will change that code for gaming it's typically every 30 seconds anyways whatever it is it it changes that number and so when you push the button it it shows you what the number is there are also phone applications for the smartphones um, so you can have it on your smartphone as well now I think there may also be versions that can be done through the web uh, don't quote me on that one but you know, they're generally you know the physical device or the the phone device is what most people use, and then you know it's it's got that code and it's bound to the serial number, and so you you tell the game in question what your serial number is, and then um it matches they, the 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 game server knows what the code is supposed to be, and so it can check. So that way, when you you log into a game, you put in your you know your account name and then your password and then it will ask you for your authenticator code as well. So all of those things have to match. So there's really no way a hacker can get you even if they knew your account name and your password because they wouldn't have your authenticator. They would somehow have to figure out what your serial number is and and then, you know, figure out what the formula is that the authenticator uses for that serial number, which is basically probably impossible because you know, they probably have who knows how many formulas for the different serial numbers. So that is what an authenticator is. And I recommend if you're playing an online game and they have one, uh, get one because the the phone application ones are usually totally free. And then the, the physical device is usually just a few dollars. They mostly charge you for mailing. So I think when I got one for World of Warcraft, it was like five bucks or something. And then uh, for... You know, my current game, I I got one that's just using my phone device. And then later on, I got one for for a while for my phone, and I stopped using my my physical one. Typically in the game's login screen, where you would type in the authenticator code, there's usually a, a link that tells you, you know, click here to buy the authenticator, or click here to find out more. So most games do have more information available specific to that game. Now that I do have the Blizzard Authenticator, though, even though I'm not playing WoW, uh it's still good for any blizzard game so you know um you know when diablo 3 comes out it it will also be good for that one it for for blizzard it's not game specific it's for any blizzard game you know i don't know about other games um i would assume that a manufacturer would um always have an authenticator good for all of their games but you know you might need multiple authenticators if you have multiple games but that's okay you know it's not it's not a huge deal like i say if if you have a a smartphone, as it were, um, you can just download them for free. And then just, you know, it, it should remember it in whatever format it backs your phone up to to your computer. So you shouldn't have to write the serial number down, but but I still recommend you do that anyways. The only problem you'll run into is if you want to play like at a friend's house or something and you happen to forget to take it with you, then you, you can't play because you don't know the code and there's no way to get the code. If you, you lose it, you're also equally kind of screwed because then you know you have to contact customer service and if you have your your serial number which i i do recommend you write down and put in a record somewhere in case you do lose the physical device um you know they can unattach that one and attach a new one or you know leave your account open without an authenticator which i don't recommend i i recommend you replace it with a new one but they can they can just switch that out but it will take you know a, who knows how long i i have heard it typically takes a few days to a week but it, it probably depends on the game so you know you can switch it out if you lose it you know if you if you lose it or forget it then you're you're out of your game for a few days but that's you know much safer than than being vulnerable to a hacker uh stealing your junk or um personal information that that might be attached to your account so i do always uh recommend you have one Ahoy there, this section of the podcast do be brought to you by Pirates in celebration of International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Arr! Three cheers for Pirates. Hip hip, arrrr! Hip hip, arrrr! Hip hip, arrrr! Blizzard is doing something cool for International Talk Like a Pirate's Day in uh, World of Warcraft. I'm not currently playing, but back in the day when I was playing, one of my favorite things was the Easter celebration. They used to have um, a, just a few quests you could run around and, and find some eggs, which was always kind of a pain because there were too many people doing it at once. And there was special Easter clothes you could put on that had, you know, a, a silly look. And a couple of a collectible Easter things. And there was chocolates. You could just eat up the chocolates. And one of my favorite things was, was you could um, you get an item and it allows you to turn people into bunnies. And so so you turn into a bunny and you'd be like, oh, I'm a bunny. Look at me. I'm so cute. And it it was always hilarious. But it just made me think about that the holidays in game are really kind of a a big deal. I think you kind of take it for granted when you do have friends and family and and it's like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And there's this cool thing in game. I might check it out. You know, you sort of don't really care. But back a few years ago when I was playing WoW and I was you know at the start of my time of homelessness but I did have some money and Lich had just launched and so I was playing Lich for a little while I did uh I did do the Easter thing and and it cheered me up quite a bit and there were also you know other holiday events they had like they have one around Christmas time it's it's Great Father Winter and uh you do quests there too but mostly that it's just about presents and and sharing and, and doing funny things. And these are these are kind of a big deal when you don't really have friends or family to celebrate with, or maybe you are, you know, out on business or whatever, and you're not, you know, at home, maybe maybe you're a student and you're you're overseas doing some studying overseas or something. These allow you to do sort of, you know, holiday, typical holiday traditional things that um you can look forward to and you can have fun with. And games may may put in holidays that they make up on their own that is similar to real world holidays but you know different enough that it's like the game like wow has a a year-round carnival i think Uh, it's been a while since i played but um i think it's called the dark moon fair uh something like that and they they travel around through all the major cities so you know like i think it's one week out of every six they're in one of the major cities And then they'll they'll transfer around. So it might be, you know, quite a while before they're in a city that um, you have access to because they'll go from from Alliance to Horde and so you don't always have access to uh, see them. But they were were kind of a a special thing that they made. And Guild Wars 2 is apparently doing something similar. They're going to have one in Lion's Arch, which is the main city of the humans. And that's going to be a a year-round carnival-type fair. I guess it's in Guild Wars 1. Uh, in a similar form, I didn't really play Guild Wars 1. I played it for a little bit back at launch when there was like five hours of single-player content, and that was pretty much it. I've heard they've added a ton now, and you could do like tons and tons and tons single-player. But back in the day when I started, there was basically five hours of content, and then it was all PvP after that, and I'm like, I'm not into PvP. So I I wasn't into it back in the day. But apparently in Guild Wars 2, there's going to be you know, a year round carnival. And they they said that they are going to change it up a little bit for certain holidays so that, you know, they influence the people to do the different things. And there are going to be special holiday festivals that come and go. So these are all kind of cool things that developers give people that I think a lot of people might take for granted. You know, it's it's like my last podcast. I was talking about having something to look forward to, even if it's you know, a holiday in game, if that's a holiday you can't do in real life, I think it's kind of a big deal. And it's, it's important for people to have this holiday to celebrate, you know, with their, their online friends, or even if they're by themselves, it's a reminder that there is something, you know, bigger out there in the the social world that they're traveling in that, you know, involves other people, not just them. And other people are celebrating and they're having a good time. And, you know, it's just something fun to do that reminds you that there is, you know, a a bigger group of people out there and you all have similar interests and similar likes. And, you know, other people are celebrating these same things that you're celebrating, even though you might not know them, even though, you know, you're not friends or family with them. You know, they're having a good time and you're having a good time. And um, it's something to to share and uh, maybe talk about. And uh, you know, at the very least, it, it makes you feel like you're a little bit less alone in the world. I think you know, because there's a holiday and everybody's having a good time, and you're you're a part of that. And you can have uh, the holiday, even though you you might not have anyone in your real world life to celebrate said holiday with. Day. Single white human, looking for group? My stats so high, don't be out of the loop. Got a new elite staff that you can equip, close your mouth up ladies, this pure nerd I'm a pixel based fantasy, I'm an slow stoic, I hack and slash, who the heck's more heroic? Check me out cloth armor, fits me like a glove, just twitter a time, I'm ready for love. Hang with me in my MMO, so many places we can go. I'm better than a real world quest, you'll touch my plus five to dexterity rest. The guild has done some very strange things lately. Today I found a post on the guild website that talks about an alliance with another guild. This is something I suggested months ago that we do because we had, you know, a few members. And I guess this is an alliance that they had with another guild um, from another game from years and years ago. So this alliance is something they've done before in a previous game. But what struck me really odd was that with all of the recent drama about people can't have alts in other guilds and people can't leave the guild for other guilds and all this blah 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 and and they referenced one of the main reasons for you know for them wanting to do that was because it took away you know that tool from the guild box, and then the, the guild can't progress as quickly or easily, and it just struck me as very sort of odd in a in a very egocentric i want my cake and i want to eat it too kind of way that they said all of that and then they said we're making an alliance with another guild so we can do raid stuff and the reason why this struck me as so odd is because that other guild is going to have a chance for you know loot drops which puts loot in the hands of other guilds which is one of the near direct quotes for their arguments um you know, against people leaving the guild or, or having alts in the other guild, as well as the fact that, you know, it it's then, you know, their whole guild who goes gets these token things for even just trying, uh, you know, as well as our people, which is good. But again, that that basically is putting loot in the hands of the other guild. Now, I'm not against that at all. I'm not a competitive player. I really don't care about other people's progress or slowness, lack of progress, I am there for my experience in my game, how I play, you know, during the the times and rate at which I play. Back when I was in a home, I could play anywhere from 30 to 60 hours a week in a game, depending on the game and how into it I was at the time. But even then, I realized that I am not playing the game 24-7. I will not be there from the start. I will not be grinding as fast as I can to get levels and loot. So I never tried to compare myself to those people who do that. It's just not something you know I care about. It's not something I'm interested in. I know there's always going to be people in the game, even if I play a lot, who have better equipment and better knowledge. I just accept that I'm not going to be one of those top-tier people that everybody comes to as, you know, the pinnacle of their class. But it just struck me as really odd and kind of, I guess, irked me a little bit. It it probably would have irked me more if I weren't already leaving the game soon and and saying goodbye to everybody, you know, it it would bug me more. But it's like, you know, just a few weeks ago it seems like, I don't don't remember exactly when the, the guild drama happened, but it's like they were pushing people out almost who had what they called divided interests because, you know, they had alts in other guilds or they were playing on other servers. And then they go and say, hey, we're making this alliance with this other guild. It's like, okay, you, you say you don't want to help other guilds get loot, and now you are specifically and purposefully helping another guild get loot. So I, I don't know what to make of it. Like I said before in a previous podcast, this is the first guild I've ever really joined and you know been in long term that was a solid guild you know more than just a few players at a time here and there with that was more just like you know an expanded friends list i guess you could say but it just seems really really strange that their arguments were so we don't want to help other people we want to do everything for our guild and we want everybody to get geared up as fast as they can and be raiding as hard as they can and and then they go and they make an alliance with another guild you know it seems, I don't know, really egocentric, I guess you could say. It seems like they're just using this other guild to get, you know, to, to raiding level gear for, you know, the people that we have. And then it's like, what, you're you're going to stop after that once you get your gear? Why did you, you know, be so anti, you know, people having alts in the other guilds or, you know, having multiple characters and then multiple guilds? And then you go and specifically join with somebody to do many of the things you said you didn't want people to do. It, it makes no sense to me. I don't know. Probably just rambling this whole section. But it seems, I don't know, it, it seems like a weird circular argument, you know, that they said all these things and then they're specifically doing the things they said they were preventing from happening. I don't know. It's weird. Common ground is an interesting thing, and it can be a good way to build a friendship. The people at the coffee shop know that I am a gamer, and some of them even know what kinds of games I like. Just this morning when I came in, I talked to one of the other gamer people and said, hey, how's it going? And he said, hey, uh, have you checked out this game? And I'm like, no, I've never heard of that game. So it was kind of cool that he suggested this game to me, and uh, I checked it out. It seems pretty cool. It's free free to download and free to play. Unfortunately, it is online, so that's not really doable for me because I have bandwidth issues. but that's beside the point. Later in the day, I heard him talking to one of the other the other people that work there, and he was like, "Oh this robot's cool, he's got two arms and he's got a wheel, and he's like, "I'm dancing, I'm dancing and then later on when i when I got up, I said, "Oh you, you can't forget the song because it goes because that's what the robot does, and we're talking about uh, Borderlands and uh, the the claptrap robots. They like to dance, and, and they're silly, and they're cool, and that uh, appeals to both of us. Apparently, we have common ground in that we enjoy games that don't quite take themselves too seriously all the time. And I think that's important. If you overhear people talking to other people, or maybe you're passing by some people and you overhear part of a conversation, just go ahead and uh, you know be brave and chime in and and say some stuff, you know, maybe you'll find some friends or maybe they'll just kind of uh nod and, and ignore you, but um you know, take that chance. Maybe maybe you'll find some people that uh, become friends and um you know, at the very least you share some common things, you know. And I think I think that's kind of special and you shouldn't you shouldn't ignore it and just let it be just because you're you're afraid of um I don't know what. I think a lot of people just don't say anything because they are afraid of something i don't know what but um you know go ahead and be brave and and take that step and say hey little river just gets more colorful by the moment what'll she do next either blow us all up or rub soup in her hair it's a toss-up i hope she does the soup thing it's always a hoot and we don't all die from it in this last section I'm going to talk about doing what works for you. Of course this means you know not not attacking anybody physically or you know causing trouble or you know harm to anybody. You know I'm talking about things like eating habits or exercise habits you know things that affect you in ways that you enjoy. Pretty much all my life people have said I don't get enough vegetables or I don't get enough fruits and stuff and it's like you know, certain certain kind of vegetables and stuff I do like, so I do eat them. I don't eat as much as I should in terms of, you know, servings per whatever. Also, in terms of exercise, I certainly don't get enough exercise. Um, when I was little, I started developing asthma, and I've had, you know, flat feet my whole life. I can't walk all that far, and I can't run a whole lot. I can run a little bit in sort of short bursts. Now, as I've gotten older past my early teen years, my amount of exercise I've done has pretty much declined fairly rapidly, especially now that I have no friends and, you know, there's no reason for me to go out and do playish activities. But I think it's very important not to give up on what you think you should do for yourself. Like, I know I am kind of in bad shape, not, not terrible shape, but, you know, less good than than I should be and I certainly am less good than I would like to be I'm I'm a bit heavier now I, I did have my ankle broken there for a while so I did I did kinda of spike back up to around 200 pounds at 5 foot 10 so I, I'm, I'm chubby I'm not uh, not as chubby as many people my age and my size because most people you know my age and my size drink a lot and they get this big huge beer belly and stuff I don't I don't have that so I'm, I'm not terrible looking but i would like to get back down to about um 165 to 175 because that seemed to be about the the peak sort of health balance for me where i wasn't feeling too tired and i did have you know enough energy to do stuff and my asthma and stuff didn't quite trigger as easily as it does now and i certainly didn't get exhausted as quickly as i do now so I would like to get back into better shape. And the way I'm going to do that is ways that work for me. You know, people telling me I don't get enough vegetables or I don't get, you know, those 20 minutes where my cardio gets up to 120 beats a minute three times a week. You know, that's, that's fine for them. And that's great for people who can manage to do that. But if you can do something, that's more than nothing. And I say, you know, that's, that works for you. And it's, something that you'll be more likely to stick with if it's something you know that fits your style and your your level of interest I guess you could say your commitment probably is more accurate back when I was in a home I was up at about three times a week I would just do some quick push-ups and sit-ups and stuff in between shows it certainly wasn't the 20 minutes and it certainly wasn't you know a huge amount of exercise but those few push-ups and sit-ups and stretches and stuff were maybe you know five to ten minutes that I was doing really regularly and I was I was pretty committed to it you know I felt good about it it was light enough that it didn't make me feel too exhausted it, it did get my heart rate up a little bit I mean you know that the health nuts out there are probably telling me ah that didn't do anything for you but I don't know you know I, I did feel better about myself and I certainly was lighter and um certainly less stressed in my back and stuff that I that I can't stretch out now that I'm homeless so much. It's it's a lot more difficult. I I do get times at work where I do have you know brief periods by myself where I can try and stretch out and do those things. So I am gonna try and get recommitted and doing that. In terms of food, I, I like I said I do like some vegetables and stuff. I would usually get the mixed frozen vegetables. But there isn't really a whole lot of choice since I am doing you know ready to eat meals and I am having to go out to restaurants you know usually it's just here's what you get take it or not so i am trying to do a little bit more fruit and uh and just get just get a little bit more fruit in my diet that i enjoy even though it's it's pretty much just oranges right now that's in season you know trying to do them you know is more than nothing i think probably in a month or two when my ankle is feeling fully better i will probably also try and get a little bit more I, I guess you could call it stretching and and sort of play calisthenics with I'm gonna call it lightsaber training. And I'll I'll just bring, you know, a little lightsaber or something into work and I'll I'll do some slow work as it were. Uh I was with the SCA for a few years and took some classes in fencing, so I'm not a total noob when it comes to sword play. Um I'm not gonna run around like I was five and go ha ha you know, I, I'm going to do slow stuff and concentrate, and you know, try and do accurate moves. And it, I suppose you could probably compare it to Tai Chi. I think it is that the that you see the the older Oriental people doing out on the the grassy areas in the morning and evenings. Um, it's probably you know a, a sword version of that, but it's it's more than nothing, right? You know, it's, it's what I can do now that I am homeless, and that's um you know, one of the few things I have access to. So I say, you know, um, most of us aren't little kids anymore. And uh, if we don't do these kinds of things and sort of, I guess you could say, cut ourselves some slack in terms of uh, how we play and exercise and how we we eat and take care of our diet, I think cutting ourselves some slack in those terms, um, you know, would be more than zero. And it would be it will be okay. And when I when I can get back into a house, you know, or, you know, apartment or whatever. You know, I certainly will go back to my regular stretching and push ups and sit ups and, and stuff. And um, you know, maybe pick up Wii Fit. And um you know, a lot of people give that uh, poop. But um, you know, if it gets gamers having fun and they're doing something, that's more than nothing. And I think um I think doing something more than nothing that you're happy with and enjoy doing is is better for you than not. Ahoy there, and welcome to the treasure chest. We gather to thank those who surrendered booty to the rabbit. I'm sure we can all agree we love a little booty now and then. <laughs> the following be all the rapscallions that donated their booty. Heather H. did send a donation for the rabbit's help with her exploding computer. Did it explode a lot? Yes, well, a little bit exploding. So you wonder what your part is, because you're homeless and depressed. But home is where the heart is, so your real home's in your chest. Everyone's a hero in their own way. Everyone's got villains they must face. So here we are at the end of the Rabbits Ramblings Podcast. Yay! Hope everybody had a good time. I still had a pretty good time. Um, I actually still have one recording session before I get this one out. So this one's actually early. I haven't, I haven't gotten it done early in quite some time. I do want to apologize to those uh, with more sensitive ears. Um, with this most recent podcast, I had some headphones on and I had them playing pretty much maximum volume and I noticed there was background noise. And it's like, oh, poop, what is going on there? And I tried to target my voice around negative six decibels, according to my my recording thingy. And the noise is probably somewhere around negative 45 decibels. So it's very unlikely you'll hear it when you're listening to the podcast at regular volumes on headphones, but you might with a desktop or um, you know, if you put it up a little louder, you can certainly hear it. If if you know to look for it, if you're not looking for it, and uh, you know, pretend I didn't say this, because then you might hear it all the time. Um, you know, then then you do hear it. You shouldn't hear it in these uh, this the last section I did in the closing section, and hopefully not the intro section, because there is no noise right now. Um, well, there's a clock, but you, you shouldn't be able to hear that. But what what has happened is that the places I record from, I record from work. At each work location, I I have two different work locations I record from. And they both have mini fridges. And, you know, right now I've unplugged the one next to me here. And this location also has some kind of big generator noise. It's like... And it's usually running all the time. Right now it's not running at all. So it's awesome. But, um... I guess I'll just try and watch out and uh, make sure that that is not running when I'm recording and if it if it is running during a time I can rec- you know I could record I'll probably see if it stops and um, if it doesn't I'll just try again on a different day you know with a week and a half between each one I have um, three three or more recording sessions that I can try and do so there is some leeway and at the other work location there is not a big generator noise. There is a mini fridge, but I should be able to unplug that and then uh, we should be good to go there. I'll be able to check that on uh, you know, Monday, which, which I may or may not record on. Uh, podcast might be done by then. I think it is. We'll see. So hopefully, um, if you have heard that in the past, hopefully I can try and minimize that in the future obviously a- until i'm in a home you know with spare bedrooms that can be soundproofed and you know awesomeified um there probably will always be some kind of quiet background noise be that you know machine noise from you know the building i'm in or maybe outside noise if i'm if i'm recording in my car or something or um you know maybe when i'm in an apartment or home it will be neighbor noise and uh there will, will probably always be something. I'm going to, you know, try to keep it as studio quality as I can because I'm I'm sort of a perfectionist and you know what I can control for, I would really like to control for. So, um if you guys notice that stuff, uh let me know, you know, do you know send me an email or uh, post on the Facebook page or um any other way you can communicate, maybe telepathically or something. I don't know. Uh just let me know. And um i can check it out and and see if i can eliminate it and make the podcast more awesome so that's it for this time um i guess i hope i will see everybody next time there's nothing nothing special going on that i can think of between now and then to talk about so i guess that's it until next time okay thanks bye this isn't happening dale we're not here Just a bad dream. Oh, I agree completely. One will wake up any minute in Dark Harbor and have a laugh about all this. everybody and welcome to podcast 27 and they put the uh. in favor oh um hmm i'm not currently <clears throat> <clears throat> eh. i think it's like called the draw. um uh. it, it probably bam uh, blah 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 uh, you don't need to know that delete if you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. Whenever you type rabbit in any of those, be sure to, to put a 1 in place of I. Rabbit's Rambling is copyright 2011 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribute Share Alike license.